welcome to The Cinema Show, where we talk everything and anything about movies. I'm Dylan Martin. Here with me is Jackson. Hey, everybody. Give us your questions and comments on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages at Cinema Show Live. While you're there, like and follow us. All right, well, let's talk about some movie news. Let's. God knows there's a bunch. Surprisingly. Yeah, ever now that it's the new year, and now that it's finally hit, I think studios are like, Okay, it's 2020. What are we doing? Three years down the line. As the world waits for this pandemic to come under control, MGM and Eon have now delayed the 25th installment of the 007 franchise to sometime in the fall of 2021. Now, No Time to Die was set to be released in April after a number of pushbacks since 2020, but sources are claiming that the movie will be in theaters in the month of November. Now, we have to remember that MGM has screened the movie, which will be Daniel Craig's last time playing the role of James Bond, to a number of streaming services for distribution, but none were willing to set on the asking price of $600 million. Yeah, so the last movies, the last two movies of the franchise, they both grossed over that standing offer, as Spectre made over $880 million in 2015, and Skyfall breaking just over a billion dollars at the box office in 2012. It did become the highest grossing 007 movie movie of all time. So MGM and those outside who have seen No Time to Die claim it is worth the wait. It so, better be. Yeah, it's a little disappointing, of course, but we know why it's being delayed. Could you imagine if it sucked, like, after all this time? <laughs> this always reminds me of, like, the... Uh... Oh, what's that movie with Seth Rogen where they're like a bunch of nerds? <laughs> Boy, you just <laughs> you didn't really uh, <laughs> uh you didn't really yeah uh, you're right uh, narrow it down. They're watching the Phantom Menace and they're at a Star Trek convention. Oh, uh, fanboys, 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 right? Like yeah. right before the movie starts, they're like, "What if it sucks?" Well, I hope not. I would. <laughs> they're. It, it seems like from the trailers, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. I haven't seen Spectre though. Have you seen Spectre yet? I have not, uh, and I only saw Skyfall on Blu-ray when that came out, and I have not seen it since. Yeah, Skyfall is the only James Bond movie I watched in the theater, and I know Daniel Craig, ever since Casino Royale, really revived the franchise. And it, it's kind of a, it's a shame that this is kind of Daniel Craig's swan song, and it's just been through, it's been in purgatory yeah, <laughs> for so it, it long. Yeah, it really has, yeah, it's it's done. I don't think they're making the movie anymore. It's just sitting on a hard drive somewhere waiting to be distributed. Yeah, what a shame. I mean, November. I mean, it's funny because we were starting to plan out all our episodes. Yeah. And yeah. we wanted to do movie badness <laughs> with the James <laughs> Bond movies. And we'd all finally got it all lined up and everything. We we're like, okay, we're going to start here. And then <laughs> everything was set in stone already. And then what, a week after we finished that? Yeah, I literally did my homework. I had to like rank the movies through Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb just to have it a fair, you know, nice ranking list and then put them up against each other fairly. And yeah, it just <laughs> a couple of days later, like, oh, it got pushed back to fall. But we already have something planned in replacement. So keep your ears peeled. Yeah, if you stay, will. <laughs> tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for that one. All right, let's talk about. Another popular character as of recently, Deadpool. Yes. During an interview with Collider, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige gave an update on Deadpool 3, revealing 
when filming will begin and confirming everyone's biggest question if the Merc with a Mouth sequel will be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and if so will it stay as an R-rated franchise? Well here's what Feige had to say quote it will be R-rated and we are working on a script right now and Ryan's overseeing a script right now it will not be filming this year Ryan is a very busy very successful actor We've got a number of things we've already announced that we now have to make, but it's it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU. <laughs> That's for sure. And yeah, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. End quote. Yeah, I'm. I kind of expected that to happen. I'm kind of mm-hmm. surprised they will include him in the MCU, but I don't I'm not. know how far. I, I don't see I don't I, I feel like people think Deadpool's gonna jump in in the middle of a an uh, of an Avengers movie I feel like Deadpool's mm. more he's more or less just gonna reference the movies and the events that happen in the MCU through his own movie. yeah exactly yeah just like what they did with X-Men like he wasn't included in anything but he was there like he was referencing everything yes now when when they do introduce the X-Men into the MCU eventually, that's where I think they'll play with him more in terms of crossing over mm-hmm. to the... I, I feel like he has a better chance of crossing over to the X-Men movies through the MCU than the other side of the MCU, which is the continuation of the Avengers franchise. However, um, he does interact with Spider-Man in the comics quite a bit, so we could see some crossover with Tom Holland there if they keep his contract yeah that's one of the funniest relationships in comics yeah as of recently or like the past couple of years is deadpool and spider-man their relationship they always have these little offshoot comic series and i would love to see tom holland and ryan reynolds just go back and forth or more of of tom holland catching whatever ryan reynolds throws at him because i mean you know ryan reynolds is infamous for just ad-libbing and yeah i think improving tom's gonna have to deal with and it, it'll be great for the characters too it'll just only add to it yeah that's a potential like big market right there I, and i wonder you know with wandavision coming out how much of these uh disney plus series are gonna have a like the role they're gonna play in the mcu going forward yeah so we both caught wandavision right yes i love it so far i even asked you yeah <laughs> what do what do you think about it no, I'm right there with you. Oh I, I love it. Oh, it's so can good. I, <laughs> can I just go on a little sidebar tangent right now? Go for it. I'm so sick and tired of people saying that the first episode or even the first two episodes have nothing to, like, they don't contribute to the overall plot. Like, people keep saying, like, they, <laughs> like, why do people have to just, like, every episode ha- has to drive something, an overall plot. Well, like, like, why can't... they're also setting up. Like, it does contribute to the plot. That, uh... I'm fairly certain the the black actress, I'm not sure of her name. Uh, I should should have looked that up. Uh, but uh, the black actress, I'm pretty sure she's being set up for later. Because they're not just going to introduce her in this episode and, like, make a big deal out of it, you know? Yeah, casting is showing that she is going to be playing... The little girl from Captain Marvel. Oh, that's her. Yeah, that's the character she's going to be playing. Obviously, an older version of her. So, is she already in there? 
is that I'm, okay so there's there's a bunch of theories as to like i think they're the people around wanda and vision they're they're kind of like actors they know that they're in this alternate reality and they're just playing their roles kind of like think of like truman show okay see so I that's what i'm this thinking was all like this was all in wanda's mind Okay, think of it as, like, you get thrown into a video game, and you have full control of what you do. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Skyrim, like, you, you kind of decide who you mess with and who you don't. Yeah. And what kind of quests you take. But I feel like the developers of that video game are the ones really pulling the strings behind the scenes. Even though Wanda feels like she's in full control of her world. See, I wouldn't... Oh, oh I see. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. she has this perceived control. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So... But yeah, I'm I love WandaVision and that's why I bring it up cuz I was thinking like how can they do like if Spider-Man was with Disney, I would have I would love for them to just go full on Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. An animated Disney Plus series. Well, well, animated I guess too, which cuz with the whole Spider-Verse I guess, with yeah. With Spider-Man, I would rather it be animated for a TV show cuz well like while it's cool seeing the movies and everything, I think I like that being kept to the movies whereas with an animated show not only can you do a lot more and it helps it would help with the serial aspect and they're already doing animation with star wars and they're starting to do it with the mcu with what if so i wouldn't be opposed to an animated spider-man series just voiced by tom holland it won't be as time consuming for him too because he's only going to keep growing as a star his star power is insane very true and going back to deadpool I this is like the only time I'm going to miss Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark. Because I mean, I'm <laughs> sounds kind of harsh, but I'm kind of glad they he he went out the way he went out. Mm-hmm. So that way, I feel like there's a lot of ties to Tony Stark, the character within the MCU, that it holds all, a lot of other characters back, namely Spider Man. But that's a whole other discussion for another yes, day. Yes, it is. But I. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen a Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark banter with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. See, I thought that was going to be funny with him and Star-Lord, but it was just more so Star-Lord was just kind of stupid in Infinity War, and Stark was just kind of annoyed. And now that we've seen that, I feel like that would just be the same thing. He just wouldn't get Deadpool. I feel like Chris Pratt and Ryan Reynolds, they're... I feel like they're too they're they're really similar in ways, but I feel like they're too different. They just have two different types of energy. Yeah, their 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 comedic style is completely different. Yeah, I mean, in ways, I know Chris Pratt's they're both good Chris at Chris Pratt's more of improving. a goof. Yeah. So is Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> but he has a very uh, suave technique mm-hmm. to his comedic skills yeah it's hard to say it's one of those again that's why i, I just want to see those two characters robert down jr and um ryan reynolds on screen together playing those characters but let the past die dylan <laughs> yeah yeah well uh speaking of the past we're gonna dig up these two fossils hey! over here um <laughs> in a good way i'm really excited Zinger. about this this is uh some more good news in my opinion in more ways than one. But coming in from Deadline, Warner Brothers has now moved up one of the most anticipated blockbusters of the year. That term blockbuster is... Uh, it's a di- It has a different type of meaning now. 
<laughs> but originally slated for a summer release, Godzilla vs. Kong will now be coming to theaters and homes early this spring. Now, recently, Warner Brothers and financier Legendary Entertainment, which owns the majority of the movie of the two titans clashing, avoided a legal entanglement over the decision made by WB to take the entire 2021 theatrical slate and debut it on their own streaming service, HBO Max. Now, before the industry-changing decision, Warner Brothers had rejected a $200 million bid by Netflix to acquire this monster movie. Now, Godzilla vs. Kong will be released in theaters and on HBO Max on March 26. So, does this mean that they won with uh, with Dune and they're just waiting to release that after Godzilla vs. Kong comes out? So, Dune, I believe they are still in negotiations. Okay. Because, it, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm right or wrong on this one, but I feel like after this movie, the Godzilla... Uh, rights the film rights go back over to japan that's right yeah toho gets them back after this yes so i i know a couple years ago before uh king of the monsters came out i was like this feels like a movie that should have been the last movie to go over back to japan you know this that that was a movie they should have gone uh they should have left with Mm -hmm. but it kind of makes sense for this one it's it's two big properties that are going head to head yeah japan versus america properties because America's been wanting Godzilla for so long. Yeah, just to match him up with Kong, which we haven't seen in, what, over half a decade? Yeah, with Kong Skull Island. That was 2014, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, Godzilla and Kong. When's the last time they shared the screen? Uh, they last shared the screen um, back in 56? Let me see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, a little over half a decade ago. I mean, uh, half a century, century ago. Yeah, that's why I was yeah. going to Kong Skull Island. <laughs> that's right. I wonder if Kong is going to shove an entire tree down Godzilla's mouth again. Well, he could just burn it up. <laughs> I bet you any- <laughs> I bet you anything there's going to be a reference to that. I feel like Kong's going to get a big old pine tree and just Wait, what are you referencing? It. I'm referencing the original Godzilla vs. Oh, Kong. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Oh, you haven't? No, I, I haven't seen, like, any. Oh. Okay. Sorry about that. It, it's just, Is think it like of an two men and... thing? Uh, I, yeah, I would say so. Anytime they show a Godzilla versus Kong, like, YouTube clip of just them fighting mm-hmm. from the movie, you always see Kong, like... <laughs> Keep in mind, they're two men in suits. Yeah. And you just have this Kong grab a tree and like shove it down Godzilla's mouth (laughs) (laughs) and I I kind of want that in this new movie just as a uh, a reference an easter egg if you will (laughs) but I guarantee the closest thing will come to it is Kong just whacking Godzilla across the he's gonna pick up the tree and everyone who knows is gonna be like oh oh and then the next shot is him (laughs) just like swinging it at him and it's like oh yeah okay I bet you it's going to be a setup. Oh, my God. So that's the first one. The second one is probably going to be the same thing or, or like, he just bonks it over the head with him or something like that. And yeah. then the third one is going to be the, the reference. I'm more, like, we're talking about James Bond and him being a swan song and just that movie being in purgatory. This is another movie. I mean, technically, this is the last American-made Godzilla movie before it goes back. Yeah, this could potentially be the last one ever. 
Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure Japan will make it, some more. Well, like, no, the last American one. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah. Yes. And it's kind of, like, disheartening because you think of Godzilla versus King Kong, and that automatically screams summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And now we're well, getting it, it in March. It? Yeah, it was. I think it was supposed to come out yeah, last year. last year in, like, June or July or something. Yeah, and it, that screams summer blockbuster, and now it's going to be coming to us in March. I mean, don't get me wrong. If we can get that movie earlier, by all means, bring it mm-hmm. on. I'm going to watch it in theaters because I've seen all the, the new Godzilla movies and Kong Skull I Island. I saw that in theaters. I've uh, seen that first one with uh, directed by Gareth Edwards with Brian Cranston. I, I heard it sucked, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Uh, well, okay. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but... I, I know the, like... A certain death? Yes. Okay. That was one mistake right there. Uh, mm. <laughs> but the biggest criticism people talk about is, like, there's not enough Godzilla. And I can appreciate what Gareth Edwards did, and he treated Godzilla as if... It's Jaws. You know, you don't save... You save the big monster until the it end. It wasn't Godzilla or King of the Monsters. It was what it wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in King of the Monsters, you get that and more. You get all these mm-hmm. other monsters. So for me, it's like I- I'm trying to see it as if I've never seen Godzilla before. And it works. You're saving your monster until the very end. Which is basically what um, uh, the, it's Jaws. the first one does. The very first one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first one does that as well. And I get it. There's like decades and decades of Godzilla it's kind of like a no-brainer to not... 36 Godzilla movies? It's the oldest franchise. Yeah, and it's like, why hide Godzilla from us? But again, I see it as if I've never seen a Godzilla movie before, and it works for me. But are you excited for Godzilla I mean, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's, it's a new movie. <laughs> I, I'm going to watch it. I, hadn't, I, haven't seen either, I haven't seen either origin story. I'd only seen King of the Monsters before, uh, or before this one, so... I'm going to watch those in preparation, but um, as of right now, yeah, I'm like, okay, it, it's, it, it makes sense. I think this is a this is an appropriate swan song for the American uh, Godzilla franchise. At least the MonsterVerse is what they wanted to set up. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I wish we they could have done more, but I feel like contracts got involved to the where I'm pretty sure they could only give them so many Godzilla movies. Yeah. If I'm correct, they only gave them three Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. right? Because it's only been the first Gareth Edwards, King of the Monsters, and now this one. And they had to fit a King Kong movie somewhere in there before this yeah, one came it, out. It seems very rushed. Yeah. Like, King of the Monsters was the second Godzilla movie. Pretty much, yeah. And I, I feel like they had no choice. Like, they they wanted to... I feel like they wanted more Godzilla yeah, movies to tell. Exactly, yeah. Either way, I'm I'm very excited. They've been showing that one clip. We haven't even gotten a trailer. See, I thought we did get the trailer, and I was like, oh, I need to watch that. And then you told me it was just the one shot that everyone keeps using. So I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen it. <laughs> to be honest, that's my favorite shot of all time right now. Ooh. It's Godzilla <laughs> on an aircrafter. Okay, I'm, I'm hyperbole. <laughs> but it's King Kong performing a Superman punch. On Godzilla, who is standing on a one of those aircraft uh, carriers, right? The little naval ships. Little, yeah, little in comparison yeah. to Godzilla. Yeah, I, which I, I, I'm 
I'm kind of curious as to where in the timeline this falls under. Because mm. Kong Skull Island, the size of Kong compared to Godzilla from the past two yeah. movies. Yeah, they're, now they're the same size. So did Godzilla, is it a prequel to the other movies where Godzilla is still growing and he's catching up to King Kong's height? Or is it vice versa where King Kong got really big? I think big. he just got super swole. He 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 was hitting the gym, the jungle gym. But that was a good one. That Thank was you. <laughs> so in other news, Deadline reports that Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem are set to play Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz for Amazon Studios in Aaron Sorkin's *Being the Ricardos*, a film about the relationship between the *I Love Lucy* stars. Originally, Sorkin was going to just write the script back when Kate Blanchett was in talks to star on the project as the iconic television character and the talented actress who portrayed her off-screen. But after recently taking a seat in the director's chair with Netflix's The Trial of Chicago 7, Aaron Sorkin will be the project's writer and director. I guess it's watching WandaVision that this got me hyped. Yeah. Because that first first episode is, it's so I love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, so maybe that's why I'm, I'm really hyped. I... I'm not okay. I'm not gonna say I'm concerned, but after hearing that Kate Blanchett was attached to the mm-hmm. role of Lucy, I'm I'm kind of surprised they went with Nicole well, Kidman. What I'm wondering, I, is I wonder why what are they happened. Getting English actresses to play an American woman—that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there's a long history of that yeah, going around. Okay, that's that's never yeah. gonna stop. I'm. Javier Bardem, I'm kind of excited to yeah. see him. He's going to be he fun in this the role. role. He's not going to be... Yeah. Scary. Call it. <laughs> he's not going to be the guy with the... He's not going to be the scary guy anymore. He's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, he was in Skyfall as well. And Mother. That was a nightmare. And a half. I have not seen Mother. Ooh. Uh, definitely recommend it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Robin and uh, the girlfriend I was with at the time uh, did not. From what I've heard, it's a little out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely out of everyone's comfort zones. I don't think anyone has a comfort. If if that's your comfort zone, then I hope you have a nice day. <laughs> well, Aaron Sorkin, I mean, he's a great writer. A Few Good Men. You have The Social Network. He wrote A Few Good Men? I feel like he did, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. You can that double check that. Me. Yeah. But yeah, and he's, I, I love him as a writer. He's really good. I have not seen The Trial of the Chicago 7, so I'm not <gasps> sure he is. I have yet to watch it. I It's Dude, on my watch list. oh my God. It's on my watch list. It's so good. Watch it. <laughs> okay. Watch. I'll watch it. I, I will. It, it's on my list and it's on Netflix, so it's convenient for me. Mm-hmm. I just don't, Um, I don't know how, uh, well, okay, you've seen the movie then. What yes. are your thoughts on him at? As a director, uh, as a director, he's not that impressive. He definitely gets the job done, but mm-hmm. um, I think he could bring a little bit more to the table as far as artistic vision goes. Um, yeah. But maybe that's just with um, the what we were dealing with. I mean, he was doing a biopic, so he really was forced into a box with it. Um, and I think he, he did as best as he could um, with it for for it being a biopic. Now, th- now that I look on, now that I look back on it, yeah. Um, he definitely gave it a, a flair, uh, but I think that was mostly due to the script. Um, 
because you know Aaron Sorkin, he just likes to fly. Like, once his movie starts, it does not stop. And same deal with this one. Like, it's just, from start to finish, it's a ride. And it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I, I've, I've been trying to catch it. It's just time is not on my side right now. But yeah, um, I'm excited to see what Nicole Kidman does with the role of playing mm-hmm. Lucille Ball. Now it's that whole, it's going to be that what if in my mind of like what Kate Blanchett would have done mm-hmm. as Lucille Ball. You know what's funny? The the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, she came out randomly talking about how she was defending the the casting role. I guess there was controversy on the internet. People need to stop listening to the internet. They really Interesting. do. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a controversy. I didn't exact, exactly. Exactly. And I didn't even know to come out. And I didn't even know something. until she came out and said something about it. And yeah, so Nicole Kidman was casted and there was a bunch of people saying that the actress from Will and Grace should have played her. Oh, okay. Which I can see. There I yeah. definitely see a resemblance. Don't get me wrong. I think Mel- Meredith, no, Melissa, Melissa Messing. No, yes. no, 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 no. Deborah Messing. That's it. Yep. Yes. So, yeah, she had to come out and say she loves the casting choice. And I guess it's kind of like the same situation when um, uh, who's the the woman who played London Tipton in Sweet Life? Oh, uh, Brenda Song. Yeah. Whenever she yeah. came out about the director and like I auditioned for. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians and John Cho uh, didn't cast me so what do you got to say about that John and then afterwards he's like she, uh, she just wasn't what we wanted for the movie I'm sorry yeah this goes back to theater people like the whole casting list and when you don't get your role or when someone gets upset that they didn't get a certain role it's like from a director's standpoint they need to pick the best cast that fits all together. Mm-hmm. And I remind myself of that all the time. <laughs> Every time I'm disappointed by a cast list, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I just yeah. have to, re- I have to remind myself, like, it's not my show. It's the director's show. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised now because, I mean, who do we even see Brenda Song anymore in roles? Not really, no. Like, if you're going to so, come out and, if you're going to come out and criticize a director for not choosing you in a role, that's one, that's a little. That's a little pretentious. Yeah. Let's let's be fair. So and that's just bad publicity. Are you calling out a director off of Crazy Rich Asians with which was one of the most successful movies of that year? Yeah, and all she was complaining about was I didn't get cast. That just like that just screams to me like oh okay, she's just whining. Yeah. Like she wanted to cancel him for something that he didn't do wrong. Yeah, weird. And also, people on the internet just need to stop. That, too. I mean, it's fun, a fan cast, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a fun little thing to talk about. Like, oh, what if this person played this role? But to the point where you have to, like, create a mob on the internet. And, like, (laughs) it should be this person. This is the person I had in my head. It's like, uh, get over yourself. You go make the movie. Yeah, make the movie. You make it. You contact the actor or actress and you make the movie and pay them if you want it so bad. But speaking of Darren Aronofsky, he has a new movie coming out. We talked about Mother. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, they don't pay me for these segues, man. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, guess I should start. (laughs) They'll get better, people. This is episode (laughs) one. That's uh, (laughs) a... Um, as another Deadline exclusive, A24 and Protozoa Pictures are teaming up for the first time on the upcoming film, The Well, adapted from Samuel D. Hunter's 2012 stage play of the same name. Darren Aronofsky, known for his works on Requiem for a Dream and Black Swan, is and set mother. to... And Mother, yeah. <laughs> is set to... Is, hey, I, I can't give my two cents on that movie. Uh... Uh, it is set to direct the project and set to star Brendan Fraser. Yes. How about that? The play is set in the Mormon country of Idaho and is about a 600-pound gay man who can't leave his apartment and is estranged from his teenage daughter. Now, I'm only vaguely familiar with this. I think that's about as much as I know about the play because it was uh, pitched to our theater department to like, hey, we should do this play. Um but then when we started talking about logistics and everything. Anyway, so, yeah, I only know a little bit about this play. Um, the premise, what you just said, and I couldn't be more excited for it. I think this is a great role to bring Brendan Fraser back into the spotlight. Yeah, long overdue. He He's had quite the journey in Hollywood. And slowly we've been seeing him come back with roles like in Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. which I've heard has gotten a lot of praise. I have not seen it myself, but good Neither on him. He's getting work, and from what I've heard, he's doing really good in that role. I think he voices a robot. Is mm-hmm. that is that what it is? Okay. I think he might even be in the costume or something, but it could also just be a stunt double. Who knows? Yeah. But here, I mean, he's starring in this movie. A24? I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Darren Aronofsky. It's another. a match made in heaven for those two. What a weird, I mean, not weird, but very peculiar blend. You have A24, you have Darren Aronofsky. And Brendan Fraser in mm-hmm. this little adaptation of a very, <laughs> I mean, it's a 600 pound gay man in a Mormon community. Mm-hmm. It can't leave, leave his apartment. It's uh, it's very niche. And he's going to, well, with Darren Aronofsky attached to direct, you know, this is going to be like, this is going to be a depressing movie. And you know, A24 lives for the weird. Mm hmm. Like the weirder you can be, the better. This this is uh, it's a match made in heaven. As soon as I saw this headline, I was like, okay, yeah, that that's perfect. I'm, yep. I'm ready to see it. And with Brendan Fraser, like it's just like a you couldn't have cast um, anyone else but Michael Keaton for Birdman. I think this is the exact same thing. I don't think anybody else could play um, this character and at this current time. Yeah, I'm excited. I definitely am. Well, let's hope Brendan Fraser gets his come back like he deserves because boy knows he's been through a lot all the best for brendan frazier i i'm legitimately excited for this and i want brendan frazier to come back yeah me too i'm i'm very excited for him if more than anything yeah but every oh it i this is probably going to be like my when does it come out again it comes out um actually there's no set date for it so knowing a24 it's going to come out in like five years (laughs) (laughs) i'm guessing Hopefully it it shoots this year, but I would say just to be safe, 2023. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Especially with the whole pandemic and mm-hmm. if somebody gets a case, uh, they shut down the whole production. 
So you never know. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but I'm just saying. This is already on my most anticipated list of whatever year it's going to come out. That's all I got to say. I am hyped for this movie. Yes, yes. And if any, I, I love Black Swan. Yeah, I just I saw Black Swan uh, during the quarantine. Man, if I could get like that Darren Aronofsky again. And I was actually going to watch Requiem for a Dream, but I'm like, I don't think I should right now. Because I, I know like as soon as I watch it, I'm never going to want to see it again. And I want to be in that headspace. Yeah, it's a very heavy movie. Let's talk about Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. He's getting work. Good on him. Well, he's such a small-time actor. I'm glad he's finally getting his big break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> it's one of those up-and-coming actors. Yeah. <laughs> so, Apple TV Plus. Do you have Apple TV Plus? You do, I right? Do. You're like the only person I know who has it. Well, I'm the only person you know who has Apple devices. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know the numbers of Apple TV Plus. Me too. I want to know the numbers for everybody, but since Netflix didn't like, they started the trend. Like, oh no, we don't have to say. So nobody says. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem. Except for, for Disney, me. they're very. They're like, hey, we have seven million people in just one. Day. Like they they're proud. Yeah, but even then, it's kind of like do, when studios have control of their own narrative. They that could. Too. They could. They could say whatever they want, really. You know what I mean? It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's the same thing as like saying, oh, Wonder Woman is the number one movie in the world. It's like, yeah, well, nothing else is coming out. It's more of like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's more of like the publicity behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole Netflix, like top 10. I was like, is it really top 10 or is yeah, it on there? Like, what, to... like, is it? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I just feel really weird when it comes we to have that. An episode just about streaming services. We should. We should, have, we should have like a little retrospective on it. Streaming services, the death of movie theaters. Anyways, um, yeah, going back to Tom Holland, Apple TV Plus has released the official trailer for Cherry based on Nico Walker's 2019 novel of the same name. This new movie stars Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland, and is directed by Avengers Endgame directors Joe and Anthony Russo. Here's what the synopsis reads. In, oh, in an epic odyssey of romance, war, drug, addiction, and crime, a young man struggles to find his place in the world. Cherry arrives in theaters on February 26th before debuting exclusively on Apple TV Plus on March 12th. You caught the trailer, right? Yeah. All I know about this movie is that People are trying very hard. It is is what I is what people have been saying about it. Um, people have gotten screeners or like seen it earlier somehow, um, or maybe because of Sundance. Sundance is happening right now, right? Yes. So maybe that's Wait, how. Is it? Or is it is happening it? later on in the month? I'm not too sure. Anyway, um, people have already seen the movie uh, from Letterboxd, and all I'm getting is from it is like people are trying really hard. Um, everyone involved. Um, I mean, I'm not the most excited for this movie. I think this is definitely Tom Holland and the Russo brothers trying to say that, hey, we're not only superheroes, too. I I can be a serious movie actor, guys. Uh, This is Tom Holland's first foray into that. And, I mean, he's getting started early because I'm pretty sure he's going to be like the next, uh, oh, Andrew Garfield, where he gets nominated for an Oscar later down in the line. Yeah, um... All, all I know is that Tom Holland is going to be a big deal for the rest of his life. <laughs> and 
I mean, he has the chops. He's he's a good actor. I mean, he's gonna get an Oscar one of these days because he's only gonna keep getting better. Hopefully. <laughs> huh. I I can't say the same. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm saying I haven't seen enough of him. Okay. In terms of range, I've only seen him in the Spider-Man movies and his voice acting <laughs> in Doolittle and Onward. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he was. He played a dog in Doolittle, I believe. Oh, he would. And. Yeah, and <laughs> he's a good boy. And, uh, of course, Onward. But I haven't really... I hear the same thing. I, I get that same feeling on who Tom Holland is. Maybe it's just what he's been playing. And maybe yeah. this movie will give him that a platform to show his range. Yeah, because he has, like... Yeah, he's been super squeaky clean up until this point. Um, This is a true story. I know that much. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, so this is a true story. Um, so he also had to get to know the guy, I believe, either in person or mentally. I anyway. So yeah, I know it's a true story, and I know it's everyone here is trying to like convince Hollywood that they're going to be a big deal and should be taken seriously. Um, especially the Russo brothers off of Endgame. They don't want to stop getting mm-hmm. work. They, I think now they're going to do some stuff that they want to do. But I think this was the. I think this is a transition film for everybody involved. Despite me having not seen it yet, um, I already think that this is a trans transition movie. Like now, Tom Holland's gonna start getting more serious roles, um, and I'm pretty sure Joe and Anthony Russo are gonna get more serious films uh, pitched to them. Yeah, this is the time to do it. Really, I mean, I don't see the Russos coming back to doing Marvel movies or any kind of superhero movies for a good while. They said the only way they would come back is if they did Secret Wars. And yeah, that's not going to happen for like 10 years. Or less. But even if it was like six years down the road, it's a perfect time for them to do what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. They have the money. That's for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when Taika Waititi, he's always, I mean, he's been making movies before Thor Ragnarok, obviously. But after he did Thor Ragnarok, he... He wanted to do his own personal projects. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. So, yeah, I'm I'm very, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm excited. I'm just very curious to see what the Russo brothers do and Tom Holland. I don't know if I'm going to watch this one. I really don't want to. Um, you have Apple Plus TV, whatever that, that it's called. That doesn't mean I have to watch it. You're paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. I'll report back with what I think. Okay. Speaking of Tom Holland, did you watch that trailer, Chaos Walking? I did not. Um, I had actually read about it. Uh, so, uh, quick tangent. I Every year, at the beginning of every year, I go on Wikipedia and I look up current year in film. And I go down and I look at what's going to be coming out for all of this year. And I put it in my calendar. Okay. So that way, I'm, I'm always on the up and up on what's coming out, right? I think it was last year or the year before that, Chaos Walking appeared. I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's starring <laughs> Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. I'm like, what? Oh my god, dude, I gotta watch this movie! And so I put it down, and it's been delayed, of course, because of the pandemic. And then, um, so with that, uh, I saw a picture for I think it was the poster. And it just looked so ugly, <laughs> so I removed it from my calendar. I would say watch the trailer 
just so you could have a good laugh. <laughs> because the premise in itself, I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's based off a novel as well. Oh, man. Or a book, but the premise is so out there, but like not in an exciting way, more of like a, huh, and you just never <laughs> watched the movie ever. Yeah. So I would I would definitely watch it. Just watch the trailer. It's only like two minutes and that's Okay. It. Why not? It's better than watching a two and a half hour movie, that's for sure, and ruining my day. Oh, uh, actually, breaking news as of three hours ago. Uh, so, this is uh, from Collider, and there's a new Willy Wonka movie uh, in the works at HBO, or at Warner Brothers, um, and major young stars are eyed for the role. For nearly five years now, uh, Warner Brothers has been developing a new Willy Wonka movie that will explore the character's earlier days before he became the King of Candy. And today, the studio announced that it will release Wonka. I mean, of course, if they're going to release an origin story, call it Wonka. Why not? Um, and it will release March 17th, 2023. So they already have a movie in the works from two and a half... Two two years from now. Um, so a couple years ago, there was a piece of news also from Collider uh, that said that Ryan Gosling, Donald Glover, and Ezra Miller were being eyed to star in the role. Um, I think Donald Glover would be the best choice out of those three. And uh, I think he's still the best choice out of the five uh, because today it was also reported that Tom Holland or Timothy Chalamet uh, are both in the running for playing Wonka. And I don't want to see that. <laughs> if it's either of those two, I don't. However... Not even Timothy Chalamet? No, because, like, White Boy the Month. They're White Boy the Month every month. I'm tired of seeing their faces. I'm going to see Dune, but I don't want them in any more movies if they don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they're not going to be... Nobody has to be in a give, movie. Give big roles to other people. They need to stop getting big they're, roles. They're hot right now. They're... Yeah, but, like, make it interesting, because the current film landscape is just going to be Timothy Chalamet and Tom Holland getting all the roles. Especially because they're so young. Tom Holland's 24 and Timothy Chalamet's 25, so they're young. They're going to keep getting work. Don't have them burn out right now. Keep their careers stimulated, but interesting. Uh, but alas, there is going to be a, a piece of news that will keep me attached to this movie and will make me watch it, because Paul King... The guy who directed Paddington uh, 1 and 2 uh, is going to direct. Uh, so him directing a Willy Wonka movie, I mean, that's perfect. I oh, They could not they could not have picked a better guy. I just uh, watched both Paddingtons over the quarantine, and I love them. I, like, after seeing those, that's exactly the kind of movie I want to make. I want to make everyone happy. And I want everything to be, ha like, it has a setup and a payoff. Everything in that movie happens for a reason. And it it's it's so good. The stakes are there. It Just because he's a little fluffy bear doesn't mean that th there's not stakes. Like, you care for him. You don't want him to die. You don't want him to get uh, killed because of a book or skinned because some taxid... And even the villains. Like, they have good origin stories, too. Like, it makes... Like, I Paddington is so good, and if for some reason you've been late to the station, that's a reference if you've seen it, uh, if you're late to the train, uh, go ahead and watch it right now. Drop whatever you're doing, watch Paddington. It's so good. Um, and the movie's going to be written, uh, going back to Wonka, 
Uh, the movie is going to be written by Simon Rich, who wrote An American Pickle. I have yet to watch the Paddington movies. <gasps> I hear a lot of good things about it. Oh, my God. I, You know, it's funny. Yesterday, I went to the dollar store and I saw Paddington 2 on Blu-ray for $4. You should have got it. I'm sure it's still there. But I, <laughs> I, I, I told myself I'm not going to get it un, unless I find the first one on Blu-ray. So I do want to watch them, and if anything, this whole Wonka movie—I think that's the only selling point for me. I'm not really—I'm—I'm good with Gene Wilder and the movie that came out all those years ago. Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is perfect. It should not have been remade in 2006 with Johnny Depp, and we should not be getting a Wonka origin story. But uh, Paul King is the director of Paddington, right? Yeah, he is the only selling point. For me. And I'm pretty he's, sure for you too. He's the only reason I'm going to watch the movie. Because I want to see him do Wonka stuff. That, yeah. That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Even though we won't be getting... I, I'm guessing we won't be able to see the Chocolate Factory. If this is an origin. Or maybe it's the how they built the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, maybe it's an origins of the factory. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see his interpretation. I know Netflix is doing their own... Yeah, Roll the Doll. Uh, they're doing two Willy Wonka series, both by Taika Waititi. I'm not sure what they're going to be or anything, or why there's two. Um, but yeah, they're both Willy Wonka and they're both Taika Waititi. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I love Taika. Well, I know there's, they're doing like Matilda and the uh, BFG, the witches. Oh, are they? Yeah, so it's going to be like a series, I'm, I'm assuming, and each episode's going to be a different book. Oh, oh, that's cute then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they're doing. They, they came out with a little trailer not too long ago. It doesn't really show much. It's more of an, an announcement trailer. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for us here. But first, I want to thank Jackson. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jackson underscore DML, J-A-C-K-S-O-N. Last but not least, thank you to Dario for producing our music that you're hearing right now and before and after the show uh thank you so much you're the best sorry we couldn't get to you today but we'll get you in next time all right next time bud yeah and i'm your host dylan martin follow me on my personal twitter at dylan mm5 d-y-l-a-n-m-m-5 and again don't forget to like and follow us at cinema show live on our social media platforms there we will keep you up to date on when our next episode will be and what we will be talking about so use that hashtag Cinema Show Live and get involved with the show. We'll feature you right here on the podcast with your comments or questions. Or maybe you just want a shout out. Either way, you're all part of the panel as much as we are. This is The Cinema Show. Remember, all films are subjective and it's all about perspective. Have a great day and a better tomorrow.